big sky, big potential. This is Eastern Promise. As part of the Campaign for Better Transport's 50th anniversary celebrations, they have declared this week, the 12th to the 18th of June, to be Better Transport Week. Dr Nick Johnson, the elected mayor for the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough Combined Authority, and therefore the elected representative with far and away the largest constituency in the east of England, has set himself the Six District Challenge. What is this challenge? Why, to visit the six districts of his mayoralty. Fenland, Huntingdonshire, East Cambridgeshire, South Cambridgeshire and the cities of Cambridge and Peterborough, using only public transport or active travel. I caught up with Dr Johnson and joined him as he made the short hop from the city of Cambridge into South Cambridgeshire. Here we are just uh, a bit away from Foxton Railway Station in South Cambridgeshire and I have caught up literally and figuratively with Dr Nick Johnson, Mayor of the Combined Authority for Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. Dr Johnson, today is your Six Districts Challenge, which sounds, and you are very well along the way of having completed it. Could you sort of tell our listeners uh, what is the Six District Challenge and, and why you're undertaking it today? Well, it's, it's an idea that came up from staff within the Combined Authority um, here in Cambridge from Peterborough. The Combined Authority is made up of constituent authorities. From the north, that's our obviously Fenland and Peterborough City Council. And down here where we are at the moment in the south, South Cambridgeshire, with a few in between. We, we've not made Huntingdonshire yet, but we have, have visited East Cambridgeshire and we've been through Cambridge City. So the idea was to demonstrate, because it's better transport week, that uh, public transport is a good alternative, um, as indeed is active, uh, active travel, you know, using the power of walking and cycling. And how much could we achieve, uh, or how much could I achieve, uh, with the support here of the staff, and uh, get around the county? And actually also use it as an opportunity to listen to the people along the way to and actually experience i mean i do use buses myself anyway mm. but I, today you know using public transport we've already maybe one of the reasons you caught up with us because we had a delay yes, on the so train the only you reason know. I caught you, so, yeah. so, so, so well done uh, signal failure on that one but we're here now we're in the middle of south cambridgeshire um, in foxton and you know we've got now got to wait about an hour for a bus now sometimes you don't want to wait that long but if you do have to wait that long it, you, what you need is regular updates you need good quality bus stops, bus shelters, and you also need the information either at your fingertips or provided in a way that you can consume it. Um, also, we, we become aware of some of the costs. At the moment, we have the benefit of £2 bus fares uh, for most journeys, not all. Um, makes it more affordable, but, you know, you have to balance that up about the general expectation. There are a lot of people, well, we can hear it now, people using cars. Yeah. We want to try and move people for the better of many reasons, um, into using public transport more. So you've, you've kind of acqu acquainting yourself with the challenges that uh, your constituents face in using public transport. What are the, so far today, what are the main lessons you've taken away? And, and I sort of ask you to sort of perhaps reflect on how, how you think you're going to approach those going forward. In some ways, public transport is fun. I mean, whilst I've been doing it, I've been very uh, energetic in trying to 
you know, highlight some of the benefits by using social media. Now, if I was in a car, I wouldn't be using social media. I wouldn't be texting, you know, quite rightly. So sometimes letting other people take the strain, that's fun. But it's a strange one in this because I'm doing this as part of a, a, almost like an experience. I'm not commuting. And so when you put an overlay of a, I need to be at a certain place in a certain time, I could see how that could be frustrating. For instance, knowing that we want to come here where we are in Foxton at the moment, but at the same time, the train being delayed was starting to make me feel a little bit concerned. So again, it's about that reliability. Um, I've also found out about ticketing. It, you know, I have so many different tickets that I bought along. Wouldn't it be easy? And one of the things that we want to do at the Combined Authority is having one ticket, you know, where you can travel around. You know, we all know the experience that you've got in very different experience of using sort of an Oyster card in, in London where you have a, you know, and that, that covers a whole area and you can just move around one single price. I, I know when I sort of start adding up all the costs for me moving around Cambridge and Peterborough there, you'll be significant. And then that's a challenge, you know, do you, you want to move people onto using public transport, but then this, the, if the pushback is, but it's too expensive, particularly if you're taking a family around, it's just me, I'm doing it on myself today. But if I had to then pay for, you know, other children or another partner, it becomes uh, it puts you off using public transport and we we desperately need to get back to a day where public transport is a viable alternative for all of us and in, in, in indeed it's the one that we choose it can be fun that's what i've learned as the mayor what powers are within your hands what levers can you pull to actually do things like unify the ticketing uh, in a more coherent way uh, is, is and is that the case of using technology for a single app or for example or uh, just just really interested in what what you what you can do without recourse to having to to, to uh, refer to anyone else particularly in whitehall very simply we are in the lucky position, I would say, of being a combined authority area for Cambridge and Peterborough. So that gives, within that um, level of local politics, above you know, your county councils, your city councils, your district councils, you have, within the mayoral role, the opportunity to explore proper bus service reform. And that's what we're doing at the combined authority. We are moving through a process of assessment, putting together a business case, looking at either enhanced partnerships or, indeed, franchising. There's no secret that as a mayor, uh, well, as wanting to become a mayor, I campaigned for franchising. But that has to stack up. That has to go in front of uh, a business case that's to be made. And that has to go through proper analysis. But at the same time as we're doing that, you know, a push for franchising or enhanced partnership, we're looking at um, a whole process of a bus network review, you know, taking ownership and looking at real challenging the, the, the kind of patronage of buses and then saying, well, look, it's well recognised. In fact, only just over a year ago, we were in the unenviable position of an operator locally deciding they were not willing to continue uh, running bus routes. And, you know, that was a challenge. But we put it out to tender and we found that there were other bus operators who were then keen to come in. And we have obviously the, the, the actual... Uh, the, the amounts and how much subsidising is, is not, it's not a, on public record, but it, it's a sort of say, it's gone in the direction where we want to kind of move along from just saying, is this value for money in terms of subsidy? We know what else does the bus network do? It was quite clear that um, as bus services were being threatened, the, uh, there was never so much coming in terms of the mayoral office about, please save our bus route. It gets me to school. It gets me to educational. I'll have to change my job if there is no bus running mm. through the. And then, and then on top of everything else, it's this thing that it's. Uh, 
I, we have a national health service. You know, what we need is a national public transport service. Mm. You know, it was deregulated back in the 80s, and I think that was a, a major failure in the past, and what we're trying to do in reverse. And interestingly, across the, um, the political divides, there is a real keenness to kind of bring a narrative where public transport is viable and it delivers not just about value for money, but also in terms of economic benefit, social benefit. A simple example would be rural isolation leads to issues of uh, loneliness. If people can't get out and about to the shops, they're not integrating. So there's, there's so many, many reasons that we need a, a proper, integrated, safe, reliable, affordable public transport system. And having that access, particularly to improving the bus network, is very much part of what we're doing. Um, and public transport is also very important for the drive towards net zero and, and carbon reduction. And I know that's something you're also very interested in. Um, what can we do in terms of... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this bit out because I, I had the question <laughs> in my mind a second ago and now, ironically, the th train of thought has left the station again without me on it. Um, so uh, decarbonising transport... Cambridge is, is notoriously quite a difficult city to park in or an expensive yeah. city to park in. Uh, and there's a, there's, a, there's a very good reason for that. But on the same token, it's very easy to access by rail. How important do you think to, to what you're trying to do is that decarbonisation agenda and uh, making basically Cambridge a, a cleaner and a greener place, encouraging people to use cars less and making public transport uh, more accessible? Um well, I mean, we are making inroads into that within the last uh, couple of months with the benefit of working with operators, in that's this case Stagecoach, and with government funding. We have introduced, I think it's 30 um, zero emission buses, you know, so, you know, th that, that immediately takes away from that kind of expectation that buses are idling with lots of diesel fumes coming out of the exhaust. If you've got electric buses with the infrastructure, something that we're obviously pushing with alongside colleagues at Peterborough City Council, we want to move on electrification of the feet. And, and, and let's not stop at that. There's opportunities, particularly in the north area, where we've talked about uh, the concept of the hydrogen valley, which is where, and if you look at analogies where, uh, similar, similarity sort of analogies, in the northwest with Steve uh, Rotherham, the mayor of Liverpool, there's a, there's a hydrogen-fuelled bus fleet. So it's about the infrastructure, looking at where you can have an opportunity to introduce, particularly around the buses, either electric buses or hydrogen-fuelled buses. And, uh, and, and of course, you mentioned obviously Cambridge uh, with, the, um, with the news about East-West Rail. It absolutely has to be an electrified um, elect uh, um, rail line coming into the centre of Cambridge. What sense would it be to deliver a railway which then starts bringing in diesel trains with, with all the <laughs> inherent fumes with that? We have to have electrification of the East-West Rail if it goes ahead. So tomorrow morning you're back in your office uh, on the back of the Six Districts ch uh, Challenge today. What's job number one? Um, it will be to get an update from the uh, the bus team, as I call them, and there, there are experts, just to kind of clarify a few points uh, and just connectivity around certain routes. I mean, I have I've got individual experiences of some of the routes that we've used today. I've positive feedback, but also just to. Uh, um, pinpoint and where exactly we are and to deliver the next stage of pushing on for that business case around enhanced partnership or franchising. Now when we did the the, uh, the, the networking event on the railway, the, the round table event on the railway, we had Jonathan Denby of Greater Anglia and he was telling us how that the, the service between Norwich and Cambridge, uh, the frequency it is, an hourly service, was really a sort of a campaign, a push to get that and I, I, I started asking the question what would a half hourly service unlock and i 
personally, I'm very much of the view that a half hourly service from Norwich, even after that's through to Stansted Airport, could unlock a very great deal of um, sustainable growth, not for Cambridge, um, for parts of Suffolk and for Norfolk and all the way up to Norwich. Um, is that a sort of thing? I'm not <laughs> hate to put you on the spot about this, but is that the sort of thing that you could you could possibly uh, take back with you um, to consider as you're as you're looking at these issues? So, so yes, absolutely. But I'm going to reassure you and all your listeners uh, that one of the things that the combined authority is doing is we're taking leadership about the issue of uh, just of north of Ely, the Ely area capacity enhancement works. Um, that is a whole challenge, and in fact, um, on the announcement of the East West Rail. Uh, success story is that he said well let's not stop at East West Rail and connecting between Oxford and Cambridge and in areas in between let's push on let's push on to the uh, Norfolk Suffolk area connections with Ipswich and uh, uh, Norwich but we need this problem we need to address the problem that the pinch point that is Ely area um, junction needs to have massive improvement to improve the capacity particularly for a, a mayor for Cambridge from Peterborough because one of the biggest challenges I've got is the inequality in our area you know a sort of yes, north-south divide we, today I've come from Wisbeach and although we deliberately have taken a more circuitous route what we really want to see is those uh, Fenland towns and Fenland villages feeling more connected indeed Peterborough more connected by having regular uh, reliable uh, modes of public transport using the rail infrastructure as we have and ideally enhancing with regard to a, a rail net link between both March and Wisbeach and you know a modern um, possibly like like very light rail uh, type uh, connection which means that people in Wisbeach no longer feel as isolated and then they have opened up the opportunity from the north of the area um, and indeed what I would say my hope will be in the long term is that as we see more um, investment coming into and we will see more investment in Cambridge and Peter people want to come here but my real drive is to say look when you when you hear Cambridgeshire don't stop at Cambridge mm. think think wider think bigger think of the connectivity that could be possible and an opportunity in terms of development of your business further afield into the East Cambridgeshire district into the Fenland district because that's where we're really going to be successful as a whole is in this county I think a lot of people, in, and certainly not just in Cambridgeshire, but in the whole of the region, will be really excited to, and really, really pleased to hear you say that. And I think you keep using sort of the magic words for Eastern Promise: it's potential and opportunity, and and it's and it's huge. And I think if if we look at sort of yeah, what what we can unlock through it through improvements at Ely, and that becomes a really exciting story that I think yeah. we can we can sort of get get people dare I say in, in, in government behind uh, when we start talking about what 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 the exciting things that will and, follow and, and, and the good news is is obviously um, I don't know if this is necessarily secret because we have already announced it but um, with the good news that uh, we're moving on with the Cambridge South delivery yes. at, at that train station we had Hugh Merriman you know the secretary yes, of safety railway and uh, I was very pleased to hear his position was, I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me about what am I doing about Ely area enhancement. And that's something, obviously, I will push with central government. I will push with all political parties. I'll be certainly working with my shadow rail minister in the Labour Party, because yeah. I think it's important that everybody's on message that. And it won't just be about the benefits that deliver in terms of Cambridge from Peterborough. It will, you know, an investment in Ely area enhancement will allow the improved movement of freight. We're talking about a Freeport yeah. down in Felixstowe and Harwich, all these area getting getting heavy freight off the roads onto the rails. But then just imagine transference and how quick we can move stuff around the rest of the country, the Midlands, the North. 
It is an absolute priority for the country as a whole to improve early um, Ely North Junction. Well, absolutely, and these, I think, uh, for my money, these are exciting times to be in the east of England. We've got the energy, we've got the energy picture, we've got the science picture. Uh, it's a very sort of shorthand way of doing it, but the, the fantastic and your green energy, renewable energy, clean energy resources at the coast. We've got Cambridge, uh, the cap UK's capital city of science. We've got Norwich coming up fast in the rearview mirror with the 317 million investment going in there into its science park. What a fantastic time to be in the east of England. What a fantastic time to go out and, and, and see, see your constituency, meet your constituents and, and, and get to know uh, the public transport picture. Absolutely four square behind you. Uh, support what you're doing and we wish you every success with it. Good luck. Well, hopefully I'll get to the end of it before too long, didn't yes. I? But thank you. I think we need a little bit more luck and a bit, make sure that those connections still happen. But very much appreciated. Thank you for your time. I'm hugely thankful to the Mayor of the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough Combined Authority, Dr Nick Johnson, for taking time out of his six district challenge on a blisteringly hot afternoon to talk to Eastern Promise. The six district challenge is a fantastic way to raise awareness of the importance of public transport and also to campaign for positive change. I also want to place on record my thanks to senior advisor Constance Anker, who acted as a homing beacon, allowing me to intercept both her and the mayor as they waited for their train to depart. You can contact Eastern Promise and find out more about what we do by visiting our website, easternpromise.org.uk. Eastern Promise is a Priors Croft production on behalf of the Eastern Promise East Anglia Community Interest Company.